grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today from 2 Peter. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Dear friends of Christ, my wife and I were coming home late Friday evening from dinner up at the lakes when a car passed us uh, going at a high rate of speed. And uh, of course, we were traveling south on 71, and the car came out of nowhere, didn't even see the car until it was right beside us. And I looked over, and it was six inches from my car, well into my lane. And again, a few miles down the road, I saw the car again, but this time it's in a field, rolled over on its side. I called 911, reported the accident as people were running in. I have no further information. That's my eyewitness account. Have you ever had an eyewitness account? Something where you had to corroborate your story with somebody else to prove that it's true? An event like a car accident is important to have eyewitnesses, but if you ever see anything that's supernatural, that defies explanation, that defies human, that transcends science, you'll need to have more than one eyewitness. You'll need several. Why? Because no one's going to believe your story without eyewitnesses. This is exactly what we have going on this morning. Again, the disciples were giving their eyewitness account of what happened on top of that transfiguration mountain. It was extraordinary. It was uh, inexplicable. It, it virtually impossible that a human being shines. And yet they relate their story in all the confidence that as eyewitnesses, you might believe that it really happened. And so they relate the event to you. So the question is, do you? Do you believe? Because what happens is incredible. The event began when Jesus climbs the mountain and he took along his inner circle, his you call them favorite disciples, Peter, James, and John, the three leaders of the church. And that trio saw something that, again, defies human reason. It just it doesn't make sense. Call it supernatural? They couldn't believe what they saw with their eyes. They couldn't believe what they were hearing with their ears. It was paranormal there Jesus was standing before them shining in all of his divine glory or at least as much of the glory of God as they could look upon and live as much as they could handle his face his clothes shining like the sun God Jesus God of God light of light very God of very God The one who was begotten of the Father, but not made, never created. 
the second person of the Godhead, Jesus, human and yet divine. Peter, James, and John saw that. They had to process all all that. How does a human process all that? And then there was more. They saw a dead guy. Yeah, a dead guy. Moses. He, his body's supposed to be in the ground, his soul in heaven with the Lord. Remember, this is before the resurrection of all flesh. How in the world did Moses get his body back? How is that possible? And then they saw Elijah. You remember Elijah, he never died. He was such a godly man that God sent a chariot from heaven, swooped him up and took him to heaven. And So yes, here he was, his body back on earth. And then they were both standing before them. Supernatural? You definitely need a few eyewitnesses to corroborate that kind of weirdness. And there's more. As Jesus stood there shining, as Moses and Elijah stood there beside them, all of a sudden the voice thundered from heaven, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. (laughs) So there on the mountain, Peter, James, and John witnessed something they, they could never hope to explain. How do you explain that? How would the world take the news? How would, they, how would they deal with this event? Would they believe? And their final verdict is clear as they had to themselves come to terms with what they saw. There is more to Jesus than meets the eye. That's our theme for this final Sunday of Epiphany. There's so much more to Jesus than meets the eye, and they saw it, they heard it, they witnessed it, they wrote about it. John, in his gospel, says, we've seen his glory. Yeah, they did. We've seen his glory. The glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Paul wrote about it, in his, uh, Peter wrote about it in his epistle. We were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice that was born to him by the majestic glory... This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice from heaven, for we were with him on the mountain. John wrote about it. Peter wrote about it. James, the third one, never got an opportunity to write about it because he was martyred, killed by the sword of Herod. However, Peter, James, and John saw that on the mountain. Unlike anything else. How would you relate the story? How would you tell others? Or would you want to? Would you be too scared to share something so impossible? Would you think people call you crazy, insane, deranged, make fun of you? They might. And yet we have three eyewitnesses. All three saw the very same thing. They cooperate the event. Their story agrees. They're not crazy. There's more to Jesus than meets the eye, but here's the problem. Do you believe it? 
Do you believe their eyewitness account? Do you believe there is more to Jesus than meets the eye? This transformation, transfiguration event is a mystery, and yet it's the culmination of Jesus' ministry. He had been teaching, he had been healing, and now something was about to change. Now he was making his face to Jerusalem. He had a job to do, and it was to suffer and die for the sin of the world so that he could save us. So the transfiguration conveniently leads us into Lent as we journey with Jesus to the cross. Which leads the question, do you believe that Jesus has the power to forgive sins? Do you believe the transfiguration account? If you believe the transfiguration account, then yes, Jesus is God. He shines with the divine glory. If you believe all then that, yes, God has the power to save you, and Jesus is God. Jesus was transfigured. His face shined like the sun. Do you believe that? It takes faith to believe all that. It, we're talking about impossible stuff here. It takes faith to cling to that. It takes faith to trust in that. It takes faith. Faith receives a testimony. Faith receives the eyewitness and believes it is true. Now, does it make sense? <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense. It's supernatural. But it happened. And we believe the transfiguration event. There was one mountain, but there would be another mountain in Jesus' future. This mountain would be a little different. The next mountain would be the Mount of Golgotha, Mount Calvary. Would not be a glorious transfiguration mountain. Instead of light, there'd be darkness. Instead of life, there'd be death. Instead of a voice, a deadly silence. And instead of glory, there'd be defeat. And yet the same Jesus that stood before Peter, James, and John on that Mount of Transfiguration is the same Jesus who hung on that cross that day for our sins. The question is this. Does Jesus have the power to die for sin? Can he do that? More importantly, do you believe that he can? This is the challenge of Epiphany. This is the call of Lent. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Now, it would have been fantastic if we all could have been there. That'd be fantastic. That you got to be there, see the event, watch Jesus, be there with Peter, James, and John. To see the divine glory of God shining in the face of Jesus. Spectacular event. That event transformed Peter, James, and John. It, it transformed their faith. It shaped who they were. It shaped what they did. They Peter said so. We were eyewitnesses when Jesus received honor and glory from God the Father, and we heard that majestic voice of God speak those words. Peter thought it was such a great event, he wanted to build some tents and stay up there. Live there forever. God had better plans 
God essentially said, shh, be quiet, listen. Listen to my son. Now, there's no doubt. It would have been great to have witnessed that transfiguration, but God the Father is very clear. It's better to be here. Tis good, Lord, to be here. It was good to be there. Better to be here. You agree? Do you even believe that? Do you believe that this is your mountain? This is the holy place where Jesus reveals himself to you. This is the place where you receive forgiveness of sins. This is the place where your faith is strengthened. This is the place where Jesus in all his divine glory comes to receive you and give you hope and encouragement. So are you impressed? No? Well, Jesus doesn't always appear transfigured. On Calvary, he appeared in a bloody death on a cross, and yet his divine power to save accomplished us an eternal life. So can you see Jesus today? No? He isn't standing transfigured before us, but we don't need him to be. No, that would be great if he were. But he isn't. One day he's going to return again and we'll see him shining in all of his divine glory with all the power of, that, of his majesty. But until that day, until that day, that final day, Jesus stands before you in bread and wine. Holy communion. And there he stands in all his divine glory. It's a mystery. Supernatural. It defies logic and human explanation. Yet it's very real. This body, His blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Do you believe it? See, this is the challenge of Epiphany. This is the call of Lent. Indeed, Jesus comes to you. He comes to you in the waters of baptism. He comes to you in the Lord's Supper. He comes to you in the spoken word. But know this truth. This is where Jesus changes your heart, right here. It's better to be here. Oh, it was good to be there. But better to be here. In the divine service where heaven and earth literally intersect. So which would you rather choose? Would you rather choose to... to be here where the full message of God and His divine power comes to you in all the fullness of its divine majesty? Or would you rather be on top of the Mount of Transfiguration in the presence of God and, and watch Jesus shine? Honestly, I think if given the, opinion, given the choice, I think these pews would be empty. <laughs> Why? Because we view what goes on here as pretty predictable. Not so spectacular, monotonous, ordinary, boring, mundane. Not worthy of our observation. But listen, 
What happened on the Mount of Transfiguration was supernatural, inexplicable, virtually impossible, defying logic. Well, the same is true for us this morning. What's happening here as Jesus stands before us is inexplicable. It's a mystery. Defies human logic, it's extraordinary. Christ is present in the bread and wine for you. Jesus is our eyewitness. He said, take, eat, this is my body, drink of it all of you, for this is the blood of my covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do you believe this mystery? The divine glory of Christ is hidden right here. Right now, today. His divine glory hidden like on Good Friday where Jesus died on the cross. And as He died there and the glory was hidden, nonetheless, His glory was certain. Nonetheless, His glory was sure. Just as sure and certain as He is here today. Even more certain. You know why? Because here Jesus is living in you. Because here Jesus is shining in you. His transfiguration makes its appearance in you. Yes, it was good to be there. Better to be here. And here we receive Christ. A supernatural mystery, yes. Impossible? <laughs> Absolutely. But not according to Jesus. Jesus says, with me all things are possible. Something that defies human logic? <laughs> but remember, there's more to Jesus than meets the eye. This is where faith embraces the reality. And as we enter into, into Lent and we make the journey with Jesus to the cross that saves us, saves us from all of our sins. We must ask the question. The question must be asked. Do you believe this? Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.